everyone. Welcome to Dairy and Animal Science Podcasts. is an interview with Trent Luce, a sixth-generation farmer and farming advocate. Trent's radio program, Luce Tales, is syndicated on 100 radio stations across the United States and has a following of more than 4 million. I interviewed Trent at the 2006 Pennsylvania Farm Show. Where is your farm? We ranch in central Nebraska, about 240 miles west of Omaha. Town, our nearest town is Loop City, Nebraska. And your family, you said you're sixth generation? I am sixth generation. Actually, the five previous generations farmed in Illinois, and we live in proximity to where my wife grew up. And we're not partners with her parents, but we actually do run cows together and work cooperatively, which allows me to travel around the country and, and stay on the road 240 nights like I did last year and know that um, we still have things taken care of at home. We run a beef cattle operation, uh, have become a horse collector. <laughs> it seemed to come from every direction and have trouble getting rid of them. We enjoy that. And then we've also expanded the goat herd. It, it's really important as I continue to get out and, um, and visit with people across this country that every day get their hands dirty, becoming the experts in food production that they do, that when I'm home, I don't forget the grassroots reasons and the things that I deal with every day, or I deal with every day that I'm home, or things that farmers and ranchers, when I travel this country, deal with 365 days a year. So if I have to choose, I'll be home ranching full-time. But uh, at this point, it's a tremendous mix, and and my wife's cooperative, and uh, we get along very well. You're on the road how many? Last year it was 240 nights on the road. That's kind of a rock star's uh, schedule. Rock stars might be smarter than that. I'm not even sure they they go out that much. I have a problem of saying no. On an average day, I probably get called four times to be somewhere, and uh, it's it. It's good, and I don't do it for the job. I have a passion for agriculture, but I love the people in rural America. And there are people here at the Pennsylvania Farm Show that, you know, tell me little things that they have done, and that motivates me and inspires me to continue to leave home because I've got three daughters, eight, four, and one. And, in fact, one of them this week started walking around in the house. My one-year-old just started talking, and uh, some of her first words were, Daddy, home. You know, that that really works on me. And I come back to the only reason I'm here is, is the wonderful people that exist in rural America and how 300 million Americans don't know who we are. And so if I can do any one thing to motivate people to get out and be better spokesmen for themselves, that benefits me and my family at home as well. So that, that is my driving factor. You must speak to all kinds of groups in all kinds of situations. What are some of the most effective situations that that you engage in where you feel like you're really having an impact? Well, first of all, I, I am accused of spending too much time preaching to the choir, the choir being people who believe what I believe. I accept that criticism fine, but I believe the choir is too quiet. 
The choir needs to get louder, get out and tell their story better. But I'm finding ways of getting in front of groups that we completely disagree with more often. And people in the animal rights community do not always appreciate the things that we stand for, the, the reason that we believe it's ethically and morally right to take the life of an animal, to improve human lives. I enjoy speaking to those groups. And when a lady, as one did very recently at the University of Missouri, in Columbia, Missouri, I said, death with a purpose gives full meaning to life, meaning that we respectfully take the life of our food animals for the benefit of humans. A lady stood up in the back of the room and said, I could see where your death would be a great purpose. But that particular moment fostered dialogue that we have never had before with people that we don't agree with. The biggest problem I assess of people in rural America is if there is somebody that we don't agree with, we tend to run. We need to walk up to them and say, why is it that you don't agree with whatever that particular issue might be? In this case, it would be taking the, respectfully taking the life of an animal. And you can enter some tremendous dialogue, and you yourself will learn more about what it is that you believe in. And I'll tell you, I'll, I'll just walk you through my evolution. It wasn't until the point that I began to doubt myself why I believe that it's right. Maybe we shouldn't take the life of an animal. Maybe we can get all of our dietary protein from soybeans. And then when I began answering those questions, I became a better spokesman for what it is that I really believe in. And I believe that all of us in rural America need to put ourselves in the position that be gets us down the path of doubting what it is that we're doing. And when you answer those questions, you'll be much more confident and understand why it's important that we become better spokesmen. At what point in your career of being a spokesperson did you start asking those questions of yourself? Or has it been sort of a recurring thing? No, it was early on. It was early on because within the first year of traveling this country, telling the story, any opportunity that I had to confront somebody that I didn't agree with, I took advantage of. I would attend animal rights conventions. I, attend a, I attended a hog summit in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, which was a very instrumental day in my life in terms of confronting some people that did not believe in modern-day livestock production. I did that early on, and it was something that um, I just continue to seek those opportunities. What got you started in this role? James Cromwell. Tell me about him. James Cromwell is a British actor. He, you would recognize him. He was in the movie Babe. He was in western South Dakota one day speaking to a group of about 300 people. And he categorically said, we do not need animal agriculture in this country anymore, and I'm going to get rid of it. And I realized that day that people and other people like him continued to travel this country, making erroneous statements like that. And we just write them off as wackos, and they, they don't really get it. Well, I understood that if people like that continue to tell that story, at some level, every person will begin to believe that. So I accepted the challenge of that day to do something about it and started by walking into a gentleman's radio studio in Spearfish, South Dakota, and I said, hi, my name is Trent Luce, sixth generation United States farmer, and I want my own radio show. And that was six years ago, and, and today I, I produce about six radio shows every day and have six million, or I'm sorry, four million radio listeners. Have you thought about a book? I think a lot about a book, but you have to write to get the book. I can't, I haven't been able to telepathically get the words on a piece of paper yet. 
I, I would like to take the time to sit down and do that. I, I do write two columns each week, so it wouldn't be too difficult to, to compile those columns, but I, I've not been able to do that. I uh, just am um, not dedicated enough to the book writing aspect, I guess. I do have this given day, very day that we're visiting, I have a TV program beginning tonight at 8.30 on uh, Dish Network 94.11. It will be a 30-minute segment every single night, well, Monday through Friday, Loose Tales with Rick Wheat, a, a friend of mine who's a horse horseman, a horse trainer, have teamed up, and, and much of the program will be committed to telling the story of the people in rural America, the food production in this country, and then we as a nation have got a tremendous love affair, a love affair going on with horses, so we'll capture some of that and, and be a, it's a tremendously diverse, excellent approach, I believe, to telling the story. Good combination. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you've had an impact, or I guess, let me rephrase that, how much of an impact do you think you've had over the past six years? I don't really know how to evaluate that. I come to, you know, Pennsylvania, maybe my very favorite state to come to. And it, well, it, it probably has to do with the impact that I have felt I have made, you know, one of the greatest honors outside of anything family-related, the greatest honor I received was in April of 2006. I received the honorary degree from Penn State University's Block and Bridle Club. I did not attend Penn State. I did not attend college or university at all. And for them to have said thank you and given me that honor was tremendously humbling, and it is a, a small way that I can measure the impact. But it's not that honor in itself. It's individual kids that I have met along the way and the stories I've had here at the Pennsylvania Farm Show this year. I've had probably six past Penn State block and bridle students come up to me and share their newest encounter with somebody that they didn't agree with and they got in their face, not in a a confrontational way. You can confront somebody without being confrontational, but stood up for what they believed in. So measuring my impact every time I travel is simply the, the little stories that those people probably believe are insignificant but to me are huge because I know if they are willing to stand up for what they believe in, other people are witnessing that, and they are also motivating people. Are there many people like you who do what you do? I would say if we started by taking a poll here, they would say there's nobody else like me, and there's a good reason for that because we don't need anybody else. There are a lot of people who who work and uh, sacrifice family time to go out and contribute to the system. We have 22 million people in the food system. You know, one thing that does bother me a little bit, we get together in agricultural-based meetings and we talk about only 76,000 farmers produce 80% of the food in the world. Mm -hmm. But there are people at every sector and level of the food business from the guy who is the janitor at the packing plant to the people who clean and do things along the way all contribute to the nation's safe food supply. Every single one of us in that system are significant. I have so many people that come up to me and say, I'm just a farmer. There is no such thing as just a farmer. If you look at the accomplishments the United States farmers have made, and utilizing fewer natural resources and feeding more people, it is mind-boggling. And that's probably why I enjoy coming to Pennsylvania in addition to the people, 
but you can look at great livestock counties like Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, top five counties in the nation for dairy production, top five counties in the nation for broiler production, for egg laying production, for pork production, 600,000 residents in that county, and they still do a great job combining the urbanization of America and converting natural resources into human consumable products. It has taken a lot of intelligence, fortitude, and foresight for the farmers who have continued to do that, to do it better than anybody else in the world. So we all contribute significantly to the food system that we live in. What do you think the future of agriculture is what we want in the United it to be. States? It's that, it's that simple. If we continue to tell these kids that they are our future, that's all it's going to be. Or if we do one little thing to help a kid become part of the future, it's all up to us. It's whatever we want it to be. I'm dedicated to making sure the United States agriculture continues to be the leader in the world in food production. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. You can learn more about Trent Luce at loosetales.com. That's L-O-O-S-T-A-L-E-S dot C-O-M. This has been a Dairy and Animal Science podcast. For more information, visit das.psu.edu. To see our blog site, go to blogs.das.psu.edu. Thanks for listening. <laughs>